Welcome to This Week in Sparkling Water. My name is Maddie Davis, and I'm here with... Yeah, my name is Joachim. Uh, Maddie, your guest hosting. So, how are you, Maddie? I'm feeling peaceful right now. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, there's a there's a peace in my heart. How I'm, are you? I'm really bothered by how like my chair and mic situation isn't um How are you? That's what I was feeling. You I mean you're bothered, but you're bothered, but what's really going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm not doing great. I'm feeling like I'm about to snap. Hmm. And I don't know if it's crying or screaming. Mm. You know when you just like feel super sensitive and you're about to snap? Yeah. You know that? That was me yesterday, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What was yesterday? I think I probably have it every other day. <laughs> today I'm peaceful. Today I'm about to snap. Hey, look. You know? That's not that bad. That's my truth. You're so, living in your truth? Yeah. Li- living my truth. Yeah. I'm sorry you're going through that. All right, should we drink some water? Yeah, sure. Or what do, what do you mean, want to could, start with? We could start off with a water. Where do you want to start off? Well, I guess I'm still thinking about when last week mm-hmm. you said that we probably have different, uh, I don't remember the exact phrasing, like different things that we get out of this friendship. And at oh, some point, I want to talk about that. Okay, should we talk about that right now? Sure. Because I felt offended. Oh. And I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just wanted to dig, dig deeper there. <laughs> you were, like, feeling offended, so you were like, let's walk towards this. Yes. That's, that's what's up? Yeah. Okay, let's walk towards this feeling. Yeah. Let's see if I can get more offended. Yes. <sighs> um. Yeah. It's weird because now in this moment, I don't, I wouldn't say it. Like in this moment, I just, my understanding or belief about our friendship is that it's, it's pretty symmetrical or whatever. And that we get kind of similar things from it. I don't know. What do you feel like you get out of this friendship? Well, I think what it's called is friendship. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. That's what, like what, that's what I I'm hoping you would get there. Yeah. <laughs> like what I'm getting out of it is friendship. Like, great, great. Like I don't like being alone and it's nice to hang out. Oh. And it's like, do you want to be offended? Like, what do you mean? Hmm. No, I don't want to be offended. Yeah. No, no. Well, something related that I've been thinking about is like that I talked about also recently is like how i was spending some time with this girl who's like 10 years younger than me and then she had some friends that were like two years younger than her and how that like really really put me in a deep funk hanging out with them Mm -hmm. because i wasn't feeling so good to start with and that made me kind of sensitive to stuff and then like just hanging out with like rich 23 year olds that like get to just do a startup over and over and over until someone something works, <laughs> and they just like get to smoke a bunch of weed because they're not like deeply troubled, mm-hmm. and they like get to, like 
it was something about it with the age thing really made me feel terrible. Yeah. And I felt so much older than her and it felt so absurd that I was hanging out with someone 10 years younger than myself. But like, you're also 10 years younger than me. Yeah. So it's it, there's a fun like case by case quality to it. Mm-hmm. So like, what's that about? Oh, I've always been told I'm an old soul. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because you came over and in the first 20 minutes we were hanging out before we started recording, multiple times you said like weird sentence structures (laughs) that were taken from TikTok. No, I said girl dinner. Girl dinner. (laughs) Girl dinner. Girl dinner. Yeah. Is it a snack? Is it a meal? No, it's girl dinner. It's girl dinner. And... I was saying that because I had a fire roasted peach for dinner. Yeah. And that's like such a like bougie girl dinner. Yeah. That it's like literally I just had a peach <laughs> with some basil and some cheese and that was my dinner. And yeah. it made me feel like it's like such a girl. Like Yeah, it's really sort of like you know, you take an eating disorder and put a couple of filters on it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's really exactly. unsustainable <laughs> calorie caloric intake. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, Love that. I also, I didn't tell you this, but I sat next to a really weird person when I had that meal. And he was, he was showing me his artwork that he had made on his phone. And it was like naked women, like this woman, he was like, this woman has really large bosoms. And he like, so he pulls out his phone and like shows me the reference photo. And then he shows me his artwork. He's like, yeah, I'm really diving into the colors here. And. I really just like wait photography or painting or like drawing with like pencils. Oh, and like, I mean, it wasn't like the worst rendering I've ever seen, but it was also like he was like, "Yeah, and I'm 43, and I'm like, I'm really into this." And if I felt like I felt bad because I felt like I was being such a good person for talking to him. Yeah. And engaging with him. And then I also felt like, oh, like, I'm really not enjoying this, so I should end this conversation as soon as possible. Like, it was charity work? It was, like, volunteer work? I was like, oh, I'm being such a good person right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I really don't like doing that. And you've called that out before in me. And, Uh, uh, you know. Well, okay. So, let's unpack that. I find it really interesting. Like, Sam Harris talks about that a lot. Because he talks about how weak of a correlation that feeling has with actually being a good person Mm -hmm. like he does this thing where he's like he he donates like 300 grand a year or something to some to like the most efficient charity (laughs) efficient charity yeah like that saves the most lives per dollar oh right you know like the give well the like whatever altruism what's the sam altman whatever called out like the smart altruism movement or whatever where you're supposed to be hyper efficient with your altruism but anyway sounds fake to me well i mean the guy turned out sam altman freed turned out to be a fucking scam artist so yeah but um i told you i'm intuitive god what is it called anyway sam harris talks about how like he gives 300 grand um to this incredibly efficient charity but then he does these small things where he will like give someone 20 bucks and like he feels like much more of a good person giving the 20 bucks because the person is like in front of him Mm. and he gets to like gloat and do it in front of people and you like give a 20 to a homeless guy and you walk away and you're just like walking on clouds because everyone could see how you like didn't do quarter you did 20 dollar bill Mm. and it's like gives you this really strong rush of being a good person Mm -hmm. but it's like 
disappearingly meaningless compared to the 300 grand. Right. But because the 300 grand is like buried behind paperwork and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a weirdly, like we shouldn't adjust our behavior so much according to that feeling. Right. And and that and like I feel like a lot of American society is built up around that feeling where you're like you don't do social safety net because you just rely on that all these church giving church going people will be charitable enough to just make society good by sitting with their good person feeling. You do remember this has been my entire profession so far, <laughs> right? Like it's like yeah. figuring out how do I get people to give me money yeah, for this okay. thing that should really be funded by the government. Yeah. It's really frustrating. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense when you look at it for too long. It, you start to just like Yeah. want to shake people yeah no i'm not saying this to you expecting pushback no no i know i know (laughs) it's just it's no i that's really an interesting like case study in itself and well i i do i wonder about like but okay yeah in charitable i want to apply it to the guy that you were talking to though yeah yeah Like, like do you feel like what if he was a shitty guy and it was shitty that you looked at his art i kind of was getting that feeling towards the end of it like he was starting to remind me of my ex and it was it was skeeving me out a yeah. little bit yeah he was and skeevy. i he's kind of skeevy and he like i feel like he thought that i was really wanting to engage with him so i kept mm. trying to you know turn away a little bit and st- i didn't ask any questions and did he ask to see one of your bosoms no no yeah. bosoms okay. were removed but i was wearing my my rainbow sunglasses like that's and i you know i got my hair cut like yeah no i feel like at this point i just i do feel like i'm being approached and ogled by men less and i'm enjoying that feeling oh interesting that's a different topic completely but you're performing lesbian more yeah i'm I'm more i'm more <clears throat> performing lesbian now but also i didn't feel like i could really call myself a lesbian or gay or even really bisexual, even though I've identified as that since I was in high school. Yeah. Um, until I actually had an experience with someone. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, that was after being with you. So I feel like... Right. I feel like that... Quite recent. Quite recent. Should we talk about that? You want to talk about that? Is there anything about having sex with a woman that's interesting? <laughs> I don't, know if I, I don't know what there really is to say to the world about it, but yeah, um, scissoring is not real. Oh my god, that's an Ali Colbert <laughs> podcast <laughs> episode title from like a few months ago. Scissoring is not real. Well, that's like every lesbian says that, but yeah, they're lying. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. I'm just kidding. There was no. We got to take this out. You got to delete this. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's fine. Well, I've been moving on. I'm going to go on a date <clears throat> on Sunday. On Sunday, you have a date on Sunday? I do. Ooh, tell me about that. Someone named <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. She she's a barista. Oh my god. She sounds That's nice. Hot. She sounds... Does she have tattooed arms? Yeah, lots of tattoos. Does she? Yeah. On the arms? On the arms, yeah. Oh, making coffee with tatted up arms is... That's hot, right? It's pretty hot. Yeah. Um, That's some bitter coffee, though. Mm. Undrinkable. Yeah. It's not It's not for you, you piece <laughs> of shit, man. 
<laughs> You're supposed to not like it. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. It's, But I really think kind of also what you – not to keep talking about sex, but like sort of what you said in the last episode is true that you do really care about your partner's experience. And that's – That's I think nice that's of you true. to say. You got to cut this all out. <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, <laughs> anyway. Such a funny thing to say. Leave it in. <laughs> it's so funny to pretend like you're talking to a producer off camera. <laughs> no, leave it in. Skeven, I've hired your ex. Because earlier you made it sound like Skeven. he was, he was, he was a bit skeevy. He reminded me of my ex. <laughs> Made it sound like your ex was named Skeven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Skeven, leave it in. <laughs> ex is sitting behind the pillow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, leave it in. But, um, hmm, yeah. But I just also like you hey, for my... you. Okay, sorry. Yeah. What? What's that? I just liked you for you. And I. that's what I get out of our friendship is that you're oh, yeah. you. <clears throat> and you... Right. Our, oh, now I remember oh, what we were talking about. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I like you for you and I get, yeah. And so what I was talking about is that you said girl dinner and then you also said just unethical things. Oh, Because that's yeah. like a TikTok <laughs> sentence structure. Yeah. And then also another TikTok thing is. It's actually a Tumblr sentence structure. Okay. Get it straight. I apologize. But then another like social media hyper current thing I feel like is the thing about um, calling a child like wise beyond their years or an old soul or something mm. and saying how that just mm. means like mm. they were just, they just didn't have a language for saying that I was, you know, what is it? Autistic. Autistic. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like something that's just like, Oh, like, um, depressed parentified or, or like, you know, correctified parentified. Oh yeah, exactly. Like, it's just like, it's trauma just, uh, related. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like trauma-induced, like coping mechanisms kicking in, where you're like, "Oh, she's cooking, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> she's four years old, making dinner for the family. She's such an old soul." <laughs> and it's like, it's like, it's all about the lens, you know. Mm-hmm. It's all about, you know. Yeah. Ken Burns, or it's all about what we value. Yeah. Okay. It's switching gears. Wait, no. Okay, no. Isn't it so wild that, like, there wasn't a definition for teenager for hundreds of years? Like, people didn't think of teenagers as their own category. No, yeah, sure, but it's, it's like, we have always, it's always every few hundred years we've changed what we view as the segments of life. Right. And I don't think, I don't agree with that, that I, like, I almost feel like there's something that starts when you're 14 that continues until death oh for sure yes like but yeah. a child wasn't constant especially for men yeah 14 stops developing yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> stops I mean, growing but yeah. child is also a child is a recent phenomenon yeah like my buddy ingrid wrote a paper on how like 600 years ago it didn't exist at all yeah and then it like was slow, like it, and, and there's all this writing about it, about how weird it is that the small people don't get everything. Mm. And like talking about these small people and being annoyed with how, 
it's like this one's stupid, but really it's just it's six. Yeah. It's not that it's stupid. You just got to give it like seven more years. Right. It's not a fully a human being yet. It just got wait. object permanence. You know. It's got to be microwaved <clears throat> a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> Put it back in. Yeah. <laughs> Put it back in. But um, right. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. No. I also appreciate you for you and and uh, yeah. I you're you're my best friend and we hang out and it's very nice. Oh, you're my best friend too. It's it's a good time. And yeah. Okay, but switching gears. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about a thing. Okay. So, I talked about this on the podcast the first half of this before, which is that there's a guy I was best friends with. I can't god damn it, there was something you were saying 5 minutes ago that made me think of this and I'm I can't remember the segue, but I'm just going to go for it. So when I was like seven and eight, nine and 10, I was best friends with this guy and we hung out all the time and we're the same age and we're both seven year olds playing in the creek every day. And then this one time when we're like nine or 10, one of us splashes the other one and then the other one splashes back and then we just keep splashing and we get mad and I just storm off and I never talk to him again. And like... We had so many, like, we went to school together, and we, like, did wrestling together. Like, I just stopped everything. I cut him off completely. But it was, like, years of us being intensely best friends, and then he died this year. And <clears throat> I was talking to my mom yesterday, and she told me, it's just so interesting because I'm, I feel myself not being particularly plugged into Swedish society. So sometimes when I get really deep looks at stuff, I, f I see it as such an outsider and I'm so fascinated by it. Mm -hmm. So my mom is saying how she has been talking to his mom. And they're like close friends, like, because they hang, they have a thing where they like, um, do, they have a knitting club basically where they hang out every two months and bring baked goods and knit. And then they've really always bonded over how they have these kid, these sons that are the same age and that both moved abroad or whatever because he was in Canada and died in Canada. And then when he died, it's like this big thing where like my mom really feels it because it's so similar. Um, and so she was telling me how she's been spending a lot of time with this other mom grieving, the grieving mother. Mm. And she's saying how the grieving mother is very spiritual. And it's so interesting because spiritual can, like, when you, when you say that, that can mean fucking anything. Right. Like, everyone in Nevada County is spiritual as fuck. And it, that can mean, like, whatever. But so, my mom is saying how the grieving mother, she sees dead people. And it, that's, like, a thing to me that's, like... Uh, what? Yeah, it's, like, an, a kind of... I don't know, like a more unconvincing corner of, like a more, it's a thing that I, I find it harder to even, I mean, I'm completely, it's, I'm using the wrong words because I'm completely unconvinced by anything almost that has to do with spirituality. Like I really need it to be. Yeah, you're like deeply atheist. Yeah, I'm like deeply atheist, but I'm also like deeply, deeply open to how there's many things we don't understand. But I think all these spiritual explanations for stuff are so simplistic. Mm. What were you going to say? I was going to say like like the aliens that the government just admitted. There you go. How's yeah. that? Aliens? Yeah, that the, the government just admitted that aliens exist. It's yeah. Just... Well, okay. That's not true. Not, what? 
I mean, they admitted that there's <clears throat> a lot of programs and a lot of stuff that they haven't identified properly. And then that a lot of people in those programs think it's actually not Earth origin. They said that they found biologic matter that's not human. And it's not some yeah. other organism. Yeah, non, like extraterrestrial. And I'm sorry, I'm connecting this because I have never believed in aliens. Yeah. Never. Yeah. And but a lot of people have yeah. said I'm stupid for that because the universe is so huge. There has to be something yeah. out there. And I think that's kind of like not believing in God. Like not okay. believing in aliens. And that's my hot take. Yeah. But your way of not believing is like that Lucy Dacus in that interview where she's like, I just think it's none of our business. <laughs> it is none of our business. I don't, like, don't want to know about it. Like, like it's just... It's more a disposition than a belief, I think. That's actually a great point. Yeah, yeah. You're like, right. Like, it's not that you have a different probability interpretation of something. It's just... Hmm. But... Um, Sorry to... I mean, this is really a somber topic. Like, uh, how, what are your feelings about this now? It's been a couple months or something um, since he passed, right? So... Yeah, I don't know. It like doesn't hit me very hard or whatever. Um it's I'm feeling pretty disconnected from it, but but I was finding it so interesting to hear my mom talk about this grieving mother and her spirituality and what Swedish spirituality it's so clearly like um it's so handed down from like old Swedish belief systems of like seeing stuff and it's this it's this very like you see stuff far away. It's like you see something far away and you just choose to believe that it's like this thing. And it's like really no fireworks, no, it's not support, like there's no drug use involved. There's very little ritual. It's just like you just sit with it quietly in like a dark, dark little cottage in a snowy forest. And you're just like, yeah, that's the... You know, that's the creatures over there. Mm. And, but so she, she, it's like the grieving mother can see dead people and her dad and her daughter can see dead people. And then when this guy, Richard, that's his name, Richard Ekberg, when he was dying on his deathbed, his mom flew to Canada and saw him on his deathbed. And she's like, I can see dead people. So we have to, we have to agree on a code, a signal. So that when I see you, when you're dead, you show me the signal and then I know that it's you. And that's like so wild because it's like old Swedish belief system collides with Hollywood movie or something. Like there's something deeply modern or like extravagant, ostentatious about coming up with a code. Mm. And then he dies. And then here's the thing that blew me away. In my, how, the way I see uh, spiritual people, it's like they just want to believe something and they just want to see something. So they see it because all experience is malleable and reality just becomes whatever we manufacture in our minds or whatever. And here's the thing that blew me away. He's been dead for six months and she hasn't seen the code. Hmm. She hasn't seen the signal. What's the signal? I don't know. I don't, she didn't tell my mom either. It's a secret. It wouldn't work if you, 
if it sort of leaks out into the community what the signal is, because then maybe some other ghost will find out about it. Oh. It's just the two of them know the code. That's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking and like crazy, excuse me, crazy. And like the fact that she is spiritual and has these beliefs, but that she doesn't do it in that way where you see it because you want to see it immediately, but that you believe it and don't see it is like such a strange like maturity to me. Mm. Incredible. Makes it a lot more believable. Yeah. Yeah. She hasn't she hasn't seen him. But I mean, I think that's kind of that's sort of tender and mm, it's very tender. Why wouldn't he show her the sign, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Oppenheimer or Barbie. It's a real Oppenheimer or Barbie what? moment. <laughs> You're just throwing a cultural reference in there because it feels too, too sensitive. Um, no, no. If anything, I feel sad that I don't feel it more. Like I wish I felt the sadness of his death more, and like that I was just more connected. And like, but really, it's just like I'm just so preoccupied with my own. Like my mom is so incredibly mature. It's inc- It's, it's. I'm so. I don't get it. And she doesn't know how no one else is her level of maturity. There's so many things that she was telling me yesterday. Like like she had cancer and um, lost all of her hair. And okay, I can't start there in the story. She had cancer and these people came and visited her and stayed with her and her husband and <clears throat> stayed a whole weekend, stayed three days and never asked her about it. And what she took away from that was like, I never want to make anyone feel like that because it makes you feel way worse. And it's like the not facing it. And I get it. Like, I am so preoccupied with my own pain that if I hear about someone else's pain like that, like they have cancer, I can't. Um, it's very difficult for me to face it and to ask because it's much easier to just do nothing. It's much easier to not ask about... What is it like? Because you don't want to make him sad, but it's like, hmm. like, what do you do? If you have a friend that has cancer, what do you do, you know? I think I would, I would talk, we would be talking about it. Yeah. And I have a lot of friends who I think are of the same mindset as you, who uh, I was going through something health related and their response, one of them was to yeah. really not not talk about it at all and kind of pretend that it hadn't happened. Yeah. Um, and I agree with your mom that hurts way more than just talking about the hard thing and acknowledging that it was real. Yeah. Even if it is painful to recount something. Yeah. I think that it's a worthwhile, I mean, that's just like the human experience. Like we need to share, we need to share these hard things. You got to share the load, you know. Um, but I, th- I think that that avoidance is not a lack of empathy, right? It's you just like empathizing from a different place. Like you do not want to purposefully cause any additional pain. No, but it is a lack of strength and courage, though. Hmm. It is because it's a it's a shying away from. 
And it's a weakness. Yeah, so the people visited and stayed with them for three days and never brought it up. And she thought that was horrible. And then they went north and visited them. My mom and her husband went and visited these friends. And she was staying in their living room on a cot. And she didn't want to show them her bald head. And then the person like came into the living room and my mom pulled the covers over her head. And then the lady just stood in the living room for 30 minutes, uh, just shooting the shit with the husband. And my mom was so mad because she's like, it's so hot under these covers. And my wig is like on the lamp, like Aww. across the room. <laughs> and she's like, is she just, it was like the angriest. She's oh. so angry, so pissed. And then ever since she was like, I always bring it up. We always talk about it whenever there's anything going on. But I. <clears throat> I love that. Yeah. I relate to that. Yeah. And it's like oh, having the maturity to learn lessons from stuff is even more than I can barely do. But, but um, I, my thing is like, I don't even, it's, I, I, when, when someone gets, like when people around me get sick, I don't even, I, I become this terrible person that ignores them and disappears from their life. Yeah. And it's not even that I talk to them about nothing. God, I remember me and Sebastian talking about this. Cause like when we were all living in Sweden, me and Sebastian and Ingrid, Ingrid's Ingrid was living with her little brother, Sven. <clears throat> Ingrid has a bunch of brothers. Mm -hmm. And then, she was living with her younger brother, Sven, and then he died because he went to a music festival and took ecstasy one time and died. Oh. And then we were we would hang out with Ingrid and her other brother, Nils. And Sebastian would always tell me afterwards that he was like terrified of saying Nils's name because he was afraid <laughs> that the wrong name was going to come out, that he oh, was going to no. accidentally say Sven. Those are the most Swedish <clears throat> names of all time, I think. So I don't blame him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> interchangeable swedish name basically sven and nils hmm. yeah so and sebastian really just like didn't want to be around because there had been death and when there has been death you don't want to be around you shy away and you ignore the the the, the survivors grieving survivors you ignore them and they become like super lonely yeah because you can't or people dying become lonely because we like shy away from them. Hmm. It's like such a weird, hmm. such an unfortunate dynamic. Yes. Maybe we, on that note, we should drink some water. Let's drink a water. <laughs> yeah. Look at this cool looking bottle. Cascade Mountain, Butte Falls, Oregon. Hmm, that's nice. Bottle at the source in Butte Falls, Oregon. Volcanic rock filtered the pristine Cascade Mountain range. Volcanic rock filtered in the pristine. That doesn't. That's that's not a complete sentence. No, no, no. They messed up. They messed up. But it's a really cool label. That's really pretty. That's like my favorite color, blue. Mm -hmm. It's a really muted blue. So this is unflavored. So the reason we're drinking this is we're, first we're trying this and giving this a score just because. Mm. What is it? My fave. So to me, this is a nine out of ten. Because it's a little bit salty. Calcium, magnesium, potassium. Yeah, it's got a couple of salts in there. What do you think? That volcanic rock. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling that yeah. stuff in there. That's nice. That's Yeah, that's a 9 out of 10. Minerality. Okay, so the reason we're drinking plain is because we're going to drink this. It's called Wilfred's Non-Alcoholic Aperitif. 
you mix it with sparkling water. It's um I've been looking at that for like almost a straight year now. What do you mean? No, no. Like six months being like, hmm. Yeah, because I've had this for a year and a half. Yeah. And it's actually, the guy sent it to me. Wilfred sent it to me. That's so cool. Yeah. Wilfred is his middle name. What's his first name? Can't remember. It's oh, been a year and a matter. half. Okay. Thanks, Wilfred. <clears throat> yeah, I always feel so guilty when like people send me free stuff and then it takes me a year and a half to review them. Oh. Like, wonder if that works for their advertisement sales cycle. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're really going to see a bump in sales here when me and Maddie review this. <laughs> Thank you, Wilfred. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's like a Negroni. It's like bitters. Yeah. It's And it's very piney. That's nice. I really like gin. So, like... Yeah. I mean, not the same thing, but... No, but this is junipery like gin. Yeah, yeah. Okay, should we try it? Oh, wow. That is... Not as flavorful as i would think by the smell Mm. but also like really nice and not as sweet as you would think Mm -hmm. from the color um yeah herby botanical yeah it's nice lots of uh cardamom and cloves slightly too much a little bit of a coating on the top of my tongue with cloves christmas yeah and then very astringent tart not sweet aggressive like mm. aggressive like abrasive like this aggressive is not, tart mm. like wow no sugar wow but like that's what i prefer bitter orange and rosemary you is, know add this to like yeah. Some cranberry, orange, like do a little tequila, a version tequila sunrise, a mocktail. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, this is a great mixer. Yeah. To give something like a wood floor background Ooh. on a Shirley Temple or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like That's mixing it. it with Sprite. Yeah, grenadine and stuff. Yeah. 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 And then you... you... Put a cherry on it. Yeah, it just turns into... Because grown-up versions of... Like we have a root beer at Holbrook right now. Have you tried it? No. It's um, like a really old-timey soda jerk kind of thing. Sarsaparilla? Sarsaparilla and, yeah, licorice root and all these different roots. Like, you can really taste the, the earthy dirt of it. And it's, like, really not kid stuff. I will tell you, this is something that I was told I was an old soul for as mm. a young child. Yeah. I loved sarsaparilla. Like, that was, like, but sarsaparilla about though, it. Isn't that just super sweet, what you're talking about there? Like, isn't that Mm, just a very kid-friendly... Not necessarily. Okay. No, no, no. Like, licorice-y is kind of more what I'm thinking. But anyway, go ahead. Look at her cooking for her little family and holding back the tears and (laughs) and drinking sarsaparilla (laughs) through a paper straw. Yeah. Yeah. Look at her doing the dishes. No, no, no. No, no, no. (laughs) Is that an internet thing? No, that's just you. Like, okay. you do that a lot, actually. Okay. Thank you. What's our rating for this one? What do you think? No, that's awesome. It's awesome as a mixing thing. As a mixing agent, that's like 9 out of 10. Yeah. What, did you take a picture of yourself? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you have a radio career now? Yes. Do you want to talk about it? Well, I'm about to get certified as a radio DJ for okay. our community radio, which is called KVMR. Yeah. What does the KVMR stand for? 
the V stands for Victorian. The mm. MR stands for music radio. Victorian mm. music radio. And K is the California station ID. So Why is KXP in Seattle starting with a K too? Oh, I'm sorry. Not California. West Coast. Oh, the Ninth Circuit. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what the Ninth Circuit is? For sure. Yeah, totally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Judges. Judges. Yeah, America split into like a number of circuits and, and Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana, and California is the Ninth Circuit. It's like one of the most powerful ones. It's just a funny way to split America because like those things don't... It's, sit together very much but okay so k is like the west coast yes okay yeah so um west coast victorian music radio so where can people tune in well if you live in nevada county it's at 89.5 fm and nice. if you live anywhere else in the world it's on the internet at kbmr.org and, and on the internet, you can hear it live or only as a backlog thing afterwards? Live and as a backlog. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And you can call in. You can call in. Yeah. I want people to make requests this time. Um, so what happens when you call in? Do you just, do you get to talk to some screener person first or? No, you get directly to the studio. So you pick up while the microphone is off and a song is playing. Yeah, definitely. So you screen people. I screen the calls. Yeah. I say hello, and then I can choose to put the person on air. Yeah. Or not. I can just hear what they have to say. Yeah. Or, you know. And um, you have to make a split de second decision if it's a crazy person or not? I mean, for the most part, you're not putting people on air, unless you've planned ahead of time. Oh, do you ever put people on air? I haven't yet, but I'm going to for this next show. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Okay, so this episode is going to air on Saturday. And my stats show that everyone listens to the episode right away. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. It's like... People are like chomping at the bit yeah, to hear yeah, what you yeah. have to say. That's yeah, like yeah. really cool. Yeah, it's all Sunday. Wow. It's all Sunday listens. So then that means that when people listen, it's your thing still hasn't happened. Maybe so they not. they should do it. Well, yeah, they should listen to my show. It's and they, gonna, should, they should call in. It's going to be called the, the Sunday Showcase. Yeah. And I'm going to be playing some songs that are sort of like... Like, this is me, you know, like, this is mm. my time to shine. But also, yeah. I kind of have to, it's been really fun to think about how the different shows at different times and on different days need to relate to the audience that usually listens at that time. So because this is on a Sunday from four to six, I need mm. to be more commercial friendly. Like, I've accidentally had a few expletives in... You have accidentally cursed no i mean i haven't cursed there have been oh. some some shits and some some dams in the um songs in the play. songs the word damn the the fcc is very serious about these things and kvmr is you know it's a very family oriented station so <clears throat> i felt really nervous about that but because it was after 10 p.m the FCC doesn't really care. It's all on But the handshake. station does. Like, what the fuck? Huh? It's it's inofficial like that? There aren't written rules? No, there I mean there those are the official rules that after 10 p.m. you can have expletives on the radio. Okay. But it's like from 10 10 to 2 you can have expletives. 
But because it's KVMR and we live in a county that's probably 75% old people, mm. the preference is never. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, two alternative. I got to wow. really, I got to tone it down a little bit, but yeah. people should call in and I love it. It's been making me feel so in my element. I feel mm. so excited curating the show. I had a bunch of DJs recently a bunch being like two mm. tell me that they really liked my patter and the context that What's I was patter? giving you know, just like my, my little scripted pieces that I oh, am this, saying the about words. the music and yeah. The self banter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's called patter. Uh huh. You're wow. good at it. Yeah. 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 My episode is all patter. Yeah. Um, it's funny how two people really feel like a bunch though. If it's the comment oh, it compliment like so you want, many. yeah. Like, if it's the compliment you want, if, even from one person, it feels like a room full of people. Yes, giving you a standing ovation. Absolutely. Like that is a bunch. Well, thanks. Yeah, it's like I also am taking any validation I can get because this experience has been such a lesson for me in not giving crap. Should what? we talk shit about someone? Oh my god, my radio training person. Yeah. I don't think he would find this. I don't think he's even I think you can speak freely. But you know, he's just he's probably in his fifties. Yeah. And he really thinks he has a superior taste in music. Yeah. Which like don't we all, but don't act like you do. You yeah. know, you gotta be a little bit humble. Yeah. About it. He's not humble about it. He really thinks he has the best taste in music ever and he doesn't know how to teach anything. Yeah. So when I first started working with him, he really was he kind of just was like, All right, show me how to do this thing. So I kinda look up at the soundboard and it's got like twelve thousand different buttons. Yeah. And I'm like, All right, well I've you know, I've had about a five minute lesson so far on the yeah. soundboard. So I'll try to show you what I can. So then I, sh I show him what I do know. Immediately mess up. <laughs> this button. Is, and then it's, it says fuck. It's like, it's, like a, it's like a soundboard. That's what I think a soundboard is. No. no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, we oh, actually don't have yeah. any sound effect buttons, which like, I thought that that was at like every fuck. radio station. Fuck. <laughs> don't press the fuck button on air. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there is really a button that's supposed to mute yeah. expletives, and mm. it didn't work when I had oh my, my show and I heard the swear Jesus. word. Jesus, Oppenheimer. Jesus. Yeah, Oppenheimer, the big bomb <laughs> of oh, the red one shit in a song. <sighs> anyway, so, but yeah, so he, so then I mess up and he goes, ah. Okay, let me show you. And yeah, just acts all like upset about it. And but after my most recent show, he was like, he looked at me. He was like, "You're gonna be all right. You're gonna do all right." And I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> That's like. And then he goes home and feels oh. like such a good person for. He, oh my he god! Said that. I'm sure he was like. I'm so charitable. He was like, <laughs> that was his reason <laughs> to live that night. Like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that feeling of feeling like a good person is not. We shouldn't. Even, that shouldn't be the north star. No, yeah. it's it's it, we need to be motivated by other things. And, yeah, but that's very yeah, cool. Yeah, I love it. Mm, KVMR. 
Yeah. And then we have to do chain migration and you have to get me in there. Oh my God, of course I'm going to get you in there. You need to do news stories. You have to be my trainer. Yes. Can can you be a trainer right away? Probably not, but (laughs) I'm going to do it anyway. And we're going to get connected to the community and feel less depressed all the time? Yes, we're going to feel so much less lonely. We're going to be elated? We're going to be elated. Yeah. 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 I've been thinking so much. I went on a camping trip with some friends Mm. and... For probably two hours straight, we were talking about what my DJ name should be. Oh, yeah. Couldn't come up with hardly anything. I'm sorry, I have to reference my phone to yeah. to show you, tell you a little bit about the few names we did come up with that I thought were worthy of writing down. It's not... Okay. It's not going to be good. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Hersteria. Okay, yeah, that's a two out of ten. Keep going. Shelon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> I like that for some reason the word musk here is like <laughs> sounds like BO or something. Yes, exactly. Musky. Shelon Musky. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Soft serve. Okay. Okay. We got busk driver. Don't get it. You know, like buskers in the street. Yeah, but how but is like, it, what is but it? But like, because so my thought for my show name was going to be like Saundertown or like Saunderland. Yeah. Like we're going to, we'll talk about that Because it's about Susan Sontag? No. Okay. Saunder. Saunder. Yeah, I don't know that word. I told you the definition. Yeah, I couldn't learn it. God. It was too erudite. It couldn't, it didn't That's stick. That's really rude. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate when I open up a browser and then it goes somewhere I don't want it to go. Yeah. I feel like but you got to kill your darlings and get rid of this Sonder thing. It's nice. Yeah. It does, it's I not got rid of together. my darlings already. Okay. Anyway, whatever. Mm. Um, Mental notes. The, okay. But are you saying the show should be called Mental Notes? Yeah. That's nice. Because it's not a double entendre. It's not like overthink. It's just, how is it a double entendre? <laughs> there are notes in music. Yeah, but. But it's not like two. It's not like train wreck records. Nervous wreck record. <laughs> that is so rude. Misremembering it is so good. <laughs> yeah. Train wreck records is the Amy Schumer version. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sorry. It is very clever. No. Mental notes is very nice. It's very, yeah, because it doesn't have any like weird spelling. Right? No, there's no weird spelling. I guess the other double entendre there is like, I'm crazy. So it's like, well, mental. All that's nice. Mental notes, but. Yeah. Yeah. Mental it's notes. It's like, I, I want to ad lib uh, more. Yeah. It's, it's all mental. Anyway. Yeah. No. I think I'm overthinking it. But. No, that that's a good amount of thinking. Mental notes is a very nice show name. Thanks. Thanks. Because it's also, you can also hear it as like, oh my God. This beat, man, these notes are mental. Yes. Like that. That's what the double entendre is. Like it slaps. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sick. Sick. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, thanks for asking about it. Mm, thanks for listening to my first show. Mm, oh, yeah. So good. I haven't listened. To, it's the second one, two hours? Yeah. Wow. You're getting some screen time with yeah, the ears. They like me. You're getting some hang time. I'm kind of like a local celebrity now, basically. Wow. That's so. incredible. Yeah, it's, it feels good. You're getting some real hang time. Um, Are you jealous? No. Okay, good. I pray for your success. <laughs> that sounds so <laughs> ominous for some reason. I pray for your success. No, it uh, sounds like I think you're not successful at all. Right. But that's not it. Either. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. There you, No, I I feel good with every good things that happen to you. Oh. It's interesting, huh? Because like I was just saying how I was hanging out with that group of 20 rich 23-year-olds where like their success was somehow I w- exist in competition with their success or something like i that wasn't making me feel good the um, privilege of having the bandwidth to be allowed to try over and over yeah i hate these people and um (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry yeah (laughs) cut that out cut that out out. Uh, out. leave it in uh, (laughs) skeevan 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 leave it skeevan get it out of there even skeevan um so but, like, that makes me feel good because that makes me feel like you think I'm redeemable. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway, let's do the next water. So, you know what this flight is? Astringent. Oh, love. So, the other two flavors are both rhubarb. Because what's more astringent than rhubarb? So, we're doing a Swedish rhubarb. And, uh, and so, this is culture pop. Okay, grab this. Good job. We didn't drop it. Love it. Okay, let's smell it. Ooh, okay, the strawberry is very strong. Wow. Smell-wise. Hey, you're not even close to being close enough to the microphone. I I know how to get close to a microphone. Did That's we just talk thing. for like, a while about how I'm now on a radio yeah, show? Yeah, I know. So. That's what makes it. I'm. I was having an experience outside of being directly in front of the microphone. So. Okay, okay. Yeah, that just smells like strawberry. Very, very strong. Yeah, it smells like strawberry. Okay, let's taste it. Okay. Ugh. What? Apple juice? Yeah, apple juice and yogurt. Oh. Doesn't that have kind of a round dairy flavor? Yeah. Like a sour, like a yogurt sour? Yeah, mm. like an apple yogurt that comes out of one of the squeezy tubes. Yeah, we're, we're down in the two threes here. <laughs> This is like a 2.5 out of 10. I mean, I don't know if I would go that low. Like, I would... Oh, that's... Maybe like a three and a half. Yeah, no, that's... It's not that bad. Like, if I was really thirsty on a hot day, and I wanted to feel like I was four years old... Yeah. Perfect. She's so mature. She's such an old soul. <laughs> She's having a yakult. <laughs> you know? You know? Look at this four-year-old having a yakult after a long day. Wait, I love that show where the children go by themselves to the grocery store. I can do it? Yeah. The Japanese show? Yeah. Yeah, that's something that I like like I'm a little bit hunting around for a for a someone to marry, right? And have kids with. Yes. And it's like I think I 
could potentially become like the worst parent ever from just having thought about it too much. <laughs> like it's such a real, fully human thing to have a child and all the information is already inside of you. And then there are these little lessons that we've added along the way that really just like, they're a rounding error compared to how all the wisdom is already inside of you probably. And then why what, what, what are you making that face? All of the wisdom to be a parent is already inside of you. You don't your believe belief. that's true? That's crazy. That's, like, <laughs> that's what concerns me more than anything. But, okay. I just feel like. No, it's not a biological thing. It's a community thing. It's like we all teach each other and learn from each other. And interesting, competing, comparing, competing paradigm. Yeah, a competing paradigm walks into the bar. (laughs) Okay, so um, wow. Like I think I have too many strong opinions about shit that I have no idea about when it comes to parenting. This is such a take I like am not expecting from you. So I want to hear more. Well, just, like, I feel extremely strongly about the sort of, like, free play, that thing oh. of, like, not always being supervised, unsupervised play. Yeah. Like, I feel super strongly about it. And it's so fucking weird for me to be, like, a single 36-year-old person <laughs> with no prospects <laughs> to have these, like, really strong parenting opinions. I think that's normal. Okay, I hope so. But I do believe you should treat children sort of seriously. Like you should, you should believe that they're capable of more than, more than, um, you know, baby talk. Like I think that you should start speaking in a normal manner as soon as is practical with a child. That's what Ingrid's doing with her two kids. That's cool. Just being like, those are gonna be smart children. She's got like a three-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old, and the one-and-a-half-year-old is like, this girl is like physically super mean and abusive to the three three year old and he gets really sad and then Ingrid sits him down and it's like Okay, so what is sadness? You know? Like what is it to feel sad? Like what about what is it we have in us when we put sadness in others? And <laughs> just like does it I like, love that. like wow, okay. Is this a New York Review Books uh, fucking podcast? Uh, <laughs> like, what is it called? So Paris Review of Books? <laughs> what are those? Yeah. yeah. Am I saying it yeah, right? Yeah, the Paris Review of, of Books. I don't know. That's a thing. <clears throat> that's cool. That's like... Yeah. That's... Do you feel like you weren't treated like that? Is it just coming from a place like that? <sighs> Not necessarily. No, I think that my parents... Uh, I don't know. I think they did their best. And I don't think that either of my parents are unintelligent people in any way. I think they have, I think my mom is, you know, has a really nice blend of emotional and intellectual intelligence, Mm. um, particularly when it comes to early childhood development Mm. stuff. Like that's what she got her degree in. And Mm. um, you're a little bit of a, you're a little bit knowledgeable in this area. Maybe. Mm. Uh, and my dad has sort of like more of the mathematical, like, I don't really know that much about, about them in that way. I, I don't know. About your parents, how they would, <laughs> how they would treat a child? <laughs> I don't really know. I don't, I don't know. know how they would I treat was a never child. a child, so I don't know. I don't really know. I've always, I was I've always before, actually been 75 years old. So. Before the invention of a child. I do think it's really interesting the the cusp like the the quick changes and stuff of growing up and and how tech 
technologies like introduced to everyone at the same time and everyone's a different age. Yeah. So everyone has like a different pre and post yes. era in their life. I think, yeah, you and I sort of have different uh, technology experiences yeah. growing up uh, slightly. Totally. Like the smartphone was invented when I was like 22. Oh, yeah. That's a big difference. Yeah. I got a smartphone when I was in the sixth grade. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, I mean, definitely the online bullying thing, you know? Yeah. Like the cyberbullying. Yeah. The looking at, looking at supermodels when your brain mm. is not fully developed. Yeah. Uh, all the boys around you having access to internet porn all the time and you know that. Kind of weird. Talk about that. What do you mean? How do you know that they have that? Oh, like talking about it at school. Like seeing fucked up shit and then talking about it? Yeah. Tiffany at work was like um, saying how she has like a sixth grader or something. Her kid is in sixth grade. And like she had to talk to him because they have all these parental controls on all the devices. But so they get like notifications when he tries to search for stuff. Yeah. So he tried to search for Pornhub. And it's blocked. Mm -hmm. And then she has to like sit him down and be like, okay, buddy. So, what, what, so, buddy, should, we got to talk about this, okay? Oh. <laughs> it's like. That's so hard. It's so hard. Yikes. And he's like, but all my friends are, you know. Oh. I'm behind. Oh. On the bukake. Oh, God. Feetfinder.com. Ugh. Ascending toe size. The children long for the... The children of the porn. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horror movie. That's, that's awful. That we're living in. That's, yeah. That's funny. Mm -hmm. I would not have. Okay, we got to drink another rhubarb water now. Okay. So, this one is from Sweden. Egeshilde. I actually reviewed this with Amanda Anderson, but it was old and had been on a plane and it didn't have any bubbles. Okay, so I'll be aware of that. And now this has bubbles, <gasps> I think. One survived. Sorry, Amanda Anderson. Sorry, Amanda Anderson. <gasps> Sorry. It, it, there's like a hundred different directions you can take the conversation. And there are maybe, what are you looking at? That my sock is Your sort of... Your sock is so messed up. Like... Like what? What's happening? Does that does that look like obscene when you have a sock sort of like half on? It just like really bothers me. Like I like for the past forty five minutes, I wanted to yank it off your foot. But <laughs> okay, okay, I'll, I'll put it on properly. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's a relief. <laughs> okay, that's a relief. Okay, I don't get that. <laughs> All okay. right, are we gonna drink this Should water? We smell it. Yeah. What's Very it called again? Uh, Egeshild. It's Danish. I bought it at Kastrup, which is the Copenhagen airport. Kastrup. Yeah, I missed the exit. I I had this whole... Across a big bridge. Yeah, I drove across a big bridge. Had this whole trip of my aunt and uncle in the car the whole time yelling at me that I shouldn't watch Google Maps. Just shouldn't use Google Maps. And then when we would get to the airport, I missed the exit because the map just got fucked up. And it was mm. like, it's the next exit. And it took like a nine-mile detour, and we lost 30 minutes. Wow. But it didn't matter. Very round smell. Yeah, it's a, I mean, first note, really sweet. I'm tasting it. It has bubbles. Wow. Wait, what? 
Yeah, it has like really mild bubbles, huh? But it's nice. Um, Quite a bit of salt, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. In Sweden, they have all these things about everything is needs to be climate neutral. Love that. Not just that the packaging should be recycled. It's like the entire production process of this is verified. That's my kink. Verified by cow. Cowie. What the fuck is that? Is that like USDA organic yeah. or something? C-O-W-I. It's the fucking USDA climate neutral in Europe. That's hot. Yeah, that is that is hot. That's your kink? That makes me like this water more. Yeah, it was produced climate neutrally. Anything else you wanted to talk about? Any way you wanted to defend yourself or anything I've said in- factually incorrect about you? Well, I just want the people to know Yeah. that I am a respectable human being yeah. with my own whole life yeah you know and that's what kind of what sonder means and why i'm so attached to it is it's like this indescribable okay okay i'm gonna google it what is sonder you talk this feeling of you look outside of yourself and you recognize that everybody else has their own deeply layered textured rich lives and you'll never know about it like there are so many things That people know all about you because of this podcast that they will never know about me because it's not the Maddie sparkling water show. You know, it's, it's, I mean, Mm. I don't want it to be. It's not like I should start my own podcast if that's what I want. But sometimes I hear you say something that, that includes me and I wish that I could be like, I wish you would call me up, you know, I wish you would put me on the air. Oh, yeah. And let me be like, you know. No, what we get out of this is a friendship. Yeah. And that's what it is. Right. Or like. Yeah. But that's, I mean, I don't really need to defend himself. Like. Oh, yeah. We never, we never finished that one. But, yeah. Did we not? I don't know. But I mean, for the most part, I think that you've been, you've been pretty charitable and you've been, you know. So, do you know where the word is from? You must have Googled it at some point. Yes. Yeah. Do you know where it's from? Maybe. I don't remember. Okay. By the way you're saying it now. Okay. It was coined in 2012 by John Koenig who, uh, and f- in this project where he wrote a book called The Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows. Yeah, yeah. So tight. Yeah. <laughs> That's very nice. Yeah. And it's a neologism because of its 2012 makes it yes. neo. And yeah, the definition on the internet is pretty much exactly what you said. The profound feeling of realizing that everyone, including strangers passing in the street, has a life as complex as one's own, which they are constantly living despite one's personal lack of awareness of it. So it's like, it's very Jonathan Safran forward to me. Yeah, that's totally what it is. Yeah. it's We bonded over our mutual love. For, yeah. For, you and me? Yeah. J-J-S-F. Um, <laughs> JSF. Yeah, JSF. Um, that's cool. Um, I mean. Sonder. Sonder. Okay. So here's what I'm saying, though. Helping you workshop a name for your show and your <laughs> DJ name. Yeah. When you're going to go with a word like that, that has a name recognition of maybe 0.3%. Like you show that word to people and maybe 0.3% of them know it. You can't have it be in a 
convoluted pun. It can't be Alice in Sonderland. That's so nice, though, isn't it? Uh, but like, you were going to not even do Alice in Sonderland. Gonna you were going to do Maddie in Sonderland. But it's cute. Maddie in Sonderland is too... It, it's... it's. Um, I know. You don't need to lecture with me about my own terrible DJ name that I would not have <laughs> even gone forward with. I am self-aware <laughs> enough to know that that's poor, and I'm only defending myself because I'm humiliated now. But Okay. Uh, no, no, you shouldn't. Be. I think I'm just going to go by Maddie. I think I'm not going to have a DJ name. I'm going to be Maddie and the show will be Mental Notes. Hey, that's a very mature choice. That's a very like entire lifetime in academia choice. Thanks. That's very like, yeah, I might get a second PhD. I don't know. You know, I do wish that someone would call me Dr. Davis. So. Yeah, Dr. Davis. Maybe you should call yourself... <laughs> Maybe it should Dr. be Dr. Davis. Davis. Mental notes. <laughs> that's funny. That... Dr. Davis is good. That's kind of funny, actually. Yeah. That's. Yeah. But, okay. Not Dr. Maddie, though. No one would take, <laughs> no, no, no. No one would, no one would respect her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have is one more. Is there anything else you want to say? Yeah, I have one more thing that happened. I just told this to Javi, so I'm going to tell this story while being in a mind state of feeling like I'm repeating myself. But, so, I'm at work. <clears throat> I'm at work two days ago, and there's this fella. It's so weird to have very, uh, to say really, really mean things about guests. But so I think he just had hemorrhoid surgery, and he couldn't sit. So he's sort of crouching next to his chair and standing, bending over so that his head is the same altitude as the head of the other people sitting at the table. And so his butt is in the face of the person sitting at the next table. And okay. we got yelled at about that part later. But the guy is completely insane and rude. And I deliver a warm bread to him in a cast iron. And we say out loud, hey, the cast iron part here is very, very hot. Be careful. And he says, what? You mean this? And he puts his index finger on it. And then he screams out in pain, oh. just like top of his lungs. Is that how you say it? Top of his lungs? Yeah. Just screaming out in pain. And he throws, he has like a hydro flask in his hand. And he just throws the hydro flask across the room, <laughs> no. screaming in pain. No. And then he's like super angry all of a sudden. And I'm like, bro, I'll, there's ice everywhere. There's water everywhere. And I'm like, bro, I'll refill your water bottle. And then I'm walking away and I hear him explain, like, it wasn't fucking water in there. It was wine. Okay, and then uh, he, I can hear him talk shit and be like, "Yeah, I only drink wine, and I wouldn't drink any of the garbage that they serve here, so I bring my own." What? So he had a hydro flask of white wine with ice cubes in it. That's like better than our wine or whatever. That's hilarious. And he's wasted, and he had hemorrhoid surgery. And Ew. He is like, what a horrible person. Yeah, he was so horrible. And then not the, because of the hemorrhoids, because of the white I mean, wine, but yeah. But anyway, <laughs> it was just and 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 then when you get he gets his food, he kneels down on the floor so he's on his knees on the floor and he puts the plate on the chair and just eats like that, like a dog eating on a chair. And the whole thing is what? just like and I just I was like you know, and I have to stand there and be like do I kick him out for bringing in a bottle of wine and a hydro flask? How do I kick him out? 
Like, how do I kick some? Like, no I, outside food or beverages. Yeah, alcohol. It's illegal. Yeah. Like, the uh, no outside food or beverages is a business thing. Yeah. It's actually not completely a business thing. There's actually a little bit of a food safety thing where you right. can't bring food in because yeah. it uh, creates a food safety problem. Cross contamination. But bringing alcohol in is like now you're now you've offended three different government departments. Yeah. And and it's oh god. And it's like I'm so wildly busy because it's 15 minutes before a show at Center for the Arts across the street. So everyone in there wants everything really quick so they can go to the show in like five minutes. And there's this like this cataclysmic man just – he created so many problems. And then finally he leaves. And then the guy who had his butt in his face the whole time calls me over and it's like, do you have any idea what was going on with that guy? And then he like was really mad at me. But we turned it around because I let him turn it into a joke about how the guy had, he's like, do you think he had maybe like too, too wild of a night, you know? And, the, you know, he turned it into a slightly homophobic wow. thing. He was like, you think the back door, maybe you think like, and then we were like kidding around about it a little bit. And then he loved me for like, for like shitting on the guy in a way that I was like, this is, hmm. This is feeling a little bit problematic. It's feeling a little bit problematic king. <laughs> problematic king. <laughs> That's you. Yeah, is that me? That should be the name of king. your podcast. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I wasn't feeling Ooh. great about it. Yikes. What a fucking character. Yeah, dude, we had some fucking characters Ugh. this week. It's like there's this one retired anesthesiologist just standing in the middle of the bar the entire week. And he just walked up to every single table and would just talk to them. And then he had a thick stack of business cards. And he would take his business card and write a message to you and uh, give it to you. And he handed out... Because he's retired, he doesn't need to use it as a business yeah. thing. But or... he, every day, all of us got one. And you could never read what he said, but it was rude. And he wrote me something about like. He, he, it was the, a complaint card, basically. Yeah, and he was like on the outside of it, he was like to the light blue shirt manager, <laughs> <laughs> and then on the inside it was like, you know, people don't always appreciate the presence of. Uh, and then I couldn't read his handwriting. <laughs> what? Yeah. Talk about Sonder. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 He has an, a rich inner life. <gasps> Oh, wait, I'm sorry. This made me think about something mm -hmm. that's you, totally unrelated. Mm -hmm. Hey, Skeven, mm -hmm. get ready to cut it out. Yeah. But uh, um, <laughs> with my radio guy, yeah. he's so grumpy and he was really just hurting my feelings a lot. And I had this intrusive thought where I was like, I really hope that something truly horrible has happened in his life to justify this behavior. Yeah. Like, I hope that there's been some, like, truly tragic, like, a child has died. Mm -hmm. And that's why he's the way he is. Yeah. And you telling me this story is making me think, like, what happened to these people to make them so mm. weird? Yeah. I just want to know what's the origin story. And I wish there was a technology that could summarize yeah. everyone's stories so that we could just we could just know like the ultimate empathy machine mm. chat gpt of someone's whole life yeah and that's not that hard to conceive how because 
when you get more and more computers that you can kind of natural language speak to, yeah, it it gets sort of like and a person's psychology isn't that complicated. So at some point we'll get like psychology, natural language, computer, where you can just ask it like, why is that guy so weird? I I don't I don't think that's that far away. How far do you think? How many years? Fifty-five. Fifty-five sons. I don't know that we'll get that far climate-wise, but that's that's a yeah. great guess. That's a great guess. Yeah. Shelon Musk. Shelon <laughs> uh, Musk is funny because it's nothing. It doesn't. It's like there's nothing Elon Musky about you, like, and you're not trying to be. <laughs> And I actively hate Elon Musk. Yeah, so that's like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny to me how it's like the stupidest. It's so funny. It's really funny. We were also thinking stuff with like a box. Like it was like, I have a note that's like all of the boxes. And it's like smash box. Like, What does that mean? Oh, that's actually a makeup company. But uh, or like, I don't know. Smash box. It's, see, that's why I didn't write it all down. But yeah. Um. How, I mean, are you feeling like you're still, you're still feeling satisfied enough in your job? Are you thinking about it all the time because you're, you're Mm. wanting to solve problems or because you're ruminating in anxiety? It's a big mix, but it's also like uh, the, the constant flow of things towards me, like the constant emailing and texting me. Like Natasha texting me right before we started recording and being like, oh my God, I know you're not working, but like, I forgot I'm going to Bolinas tomorrow. And like, do you think I could get the weekend off? And it's like, how do you not think of this until the day before and make it my problem on my day off? Like, that's my job. Uh. And it's like, so I don't know what the answer is there. Is it because I want to solve problems or because I'm ruminating or because people keep texting me? That's funny. (sighs) So stupid. Anyway, love you guys. Thank you for listening. Love you.